everyone. Welcome to another episode of Rise Together. My goodness, I say this a lot. I'm excited about today's episode and I, I am. I am super excited about today because this is the first ever official Walmart International interview happening right now with Lee Jays, the Director of In-Store Innovation for Walmart Canada. Did I get all that correct? You got it 100% right. Good to be with you. Awesome. We're so excited to have you on the show. Lee, we've connected so many times via social media and, and different contexts like that. Uh, but man, tell us about you, who you are, and what you do for the company. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, thanks for having me on, first of all, and thanks for all the great work you're doing. Um, so as you mentioned, Lee Jays, I lead the uh, in-store innovation teams here in, here in Canada. Um, so I have an awesome team that uh, works for our associates in the stores that, to solve real-life problems that, that they solve, that they face day-to-day -day with their um, operations and also um, customer experience initiatives. So things like self-checkouts, um, things like front-end strategy, um, checkout with me, those kind of cool innovation strategies that are hidden in our stores is, uh, is led to my team. So, yeah, really cool role. And I wake up every day excited to be uh, working for Walmart and to be having the impact in the stores that we can. It's just uh, definitely a, a fun role. That is awesome. So, so when uh, I know that innovation is a tricky topic because we've got so many things in and of its name, right? Well, we're innovating ideas and this being a public platform, we don't want to talk about a lot of crazy stuff uh, that is, you know, we're trying out. But what are some cool things that are happening right now that we can talk about? That's public knowledge happening in Walmart Canada uh, specific? Yeah, I think one of the biggest ones for us um, that, that's the biggest strategy for this year is, is around front-end reinvention. Um, as we see our customers shifting and you see how people are getting more comfortable with technology, convenience is becoming more of a factor for people, how quick they can get in and out of a store. Um, definitely a project that we have on the go is around self-checkout acceleration. Um, which is effectively uh, enabling a lot of stores to be able to support the customers on the front end uh, by increasing um, the, the options that they have in total, total amount of checkouts. So that's one of the biggest ones. Um, again, as you mentioned, there's a lot that's going on behind the scenes um, sure. that we're working on, but those are the large ones. And, and they are huge. You know, the customer has always, and not just at Walmart, everywhere has complained about, you know, wait times. And it's something that Walmart is passionate about seeing, not just from the e-commerce side with pickup and bringing your groceries to your car, but also, again, our nuts, the, the nuts and bolts of it all, the brick and mortar side in our stores, figuring out ways to help the customer shop and get checked out as quickly as possible. So that's very cool with, uh, yeah. man, there's so many things, self-checkout, self and, and I don't know about Walmart Canada, but check out with me and um, all these different avenues that we're now creating for the customer is pretty exciting. Yeah, um, definitely. I think, I think it's about giving options to them. When you think about what it is, it's, you know, not every customer is going to want to check out the same way. There's different, different uh, ways that they um, to like to engage with a cashier or not. Um, so it's about just providing as many options for them as possible and they can decide which way they'd like to check out our stores. So yeah, it's exciting. It's really as exciting what's happening. What's a, what's a problem, and, and I don't know, maybe this is a bad question to ask, but what's a situation or problem you've dealt with that, that you felt like the solution that came was pretty cool, was successful uh, in some yeah. way? I have a really interesting story, and um, it's funny because when you speak about innovation, as you said, typically people assume that it has to be large emerging technologies, 
heavily complicated and, and often it doesn't, especially in our stores. Um, you know, so as much as we're trying to solve problems um, with a lot of exponential technologies, we're also looking at how do we fix day-to-day issues in the stores. And often the simplest of solutions from an innovation perspective are the ones that, that work. And I'll give you one example. We're about to launch a first um, store pilot of our, of our new front end look and feel. And we're building this really complicated uh, queuing mechanism, which effectively would tell the customer which, which uh, self-checkout to go to. Um, it would be done based on algorithms as to which ones are going to be available next. Hmm. Um, but it just frankly wasn't going to be ready in time for the launch. And I remember being in the store the day before we launched. And I said, well, what about if we just change the, the lights of the self-checkouts? And everybody looked at me and I said, what about if it, if it was available to the customer, it'd be green. The green light was on. The minute that it went into use, the green light would go off. And the minute the customer needed help, the green light would flash. I'm like, you guys think you could do that overnight? And they're like, yeah, we could do that. So <laughs> we went into go live the next day. And I tell you, we saved a significant amount of money, time, effort, energy, building an overly complicated system um, because the green lights just solved it. So it's just, I, I stood there on the day of launch with the associates, just watching customers and how they, they took the green lights. And it just works like an absolute dream. So um, it's funny because you, 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 sometimes you can get over, um, overly deep into trying to solution for something and you're trying to overcomplicate it. And the reality is when I'm learning time and time again is typically our associates have the solutions for us. They know the real problems and they have the solutions there. And, and nine times out of the 10, the solution is probably a very simple one that you just need to put into place. And so we rolled out those green lights across the whole of the company. Um, and it was interesting. It's like the simplest of ideas that was on the portfolio is probably had one of the biggest amount of impacts. So, um, yeah, it is cool. I mean, innovation is such a buzzword. Everyone's talking about innovation. Um, but really, it doesn't have to be connected to tech. It can just be about solving a, a real problem in a store. Absolutely. So that, now I know Lee is the light guy. They're the um, green light guy. It's funny. <laughs> That's a great thing to have, like you said, in your portfolio. Um, what a great was, lesson. What was, fun, what was really funny is as we're buying all these green lights, you know, we're, we're talking about, I wonder if in a few years from now, the, cat, the category manager who buys light bulbs for the company is wondering why all of a sudden he has this spike in green light bulb sales. And we start to get, you know, pallets of green lights in stores around this time of the year thousands of these lights because they had no history on it so we uh we wonder what impact it's going to have later on that that's that we funny. probably don't know about that's funny talking about inventory flow what that could look like sure um that is funny what uh i i think that's a great lesson there for our, our even just the department manager that sometimes we might be overcomplicating a problem and you need to take back take a break take a step back and look at that same problem and maybe it's something pretty simple um I, I immediately, you're sitting here talking about it, I immediately was thinking about something that happened recently with some, um, some MPP, so how we protect our products. And uh, some of the easiest solutions um, are, are pretty great. So I don't know if I can actually give details on it, but it was pretty interesting that it just came down to, we just need to spend a couple dollars on, on a locking mechanism and, and we're good to go. And so yeah. um, it's interesting. I think, I think I think we all fall into this trap of, you know, if you, you know, if it seems too simple as a solution into your head, you assume that it would have been done already or mm. that it would have been implemented. Um, or, or you fall into this trap of, well, someone must be thinking about that. What must be, you know, someone must be you know, trying to solution for it. And 
And that's not always the case. I mean, typically there are reasons why sometimes they don't work. And as you test these things out, it becomes more complicated. Um, but, but I always say to associates, just, you know, just call it out. Just no idea is, is a bad one. And um, at least uh, I believe truly in innovation, it's about proving that it works just as quickly as proving that it doesn't work so that you can enable yourself to move on sure. from a solution. So we always want it to be the you know, thing that works and moves the business forward. Um, but I, I believe that it's just as important to prove that it doesn't work so then you can forget about that solution and, and move on to the next the next one. So, yes, I think we're all guilty of falling into that trap with probably most aspects of our life on certain things. Sure. Absolutely. And, and I love that uh, what you just said, bubble up that idea. We, you know, Walmart's passionate and it has been since the founding. Sam said, our best ideas come from our associates. And so making sure that that happens. If you've got a great idea, man, make sure that it's going up the ladder. Make sure you've shared it uh, with individuals and see if we can uh, do something with that idea because you might very well be the missing green light piece that we need. You never know. So what's, is there, we, we kind of jumped right into your role and what you do now, but is there more Walmart story to uh, Lee's story? Yeah, How most definitely. Um, so I've been close to, uh, been with the organization close to 13 years now. Um, and I honestly started just like a lot of associates of ours. Um, it was a part-time job when I was in, um, in college back in, in the UK working for Asda, obviously who is a part of the Walmart family. Um, again, this for me was just effectively, a, you know, an ends to a means working on the weekends, working on the evenings to, to earn myself some money as I was going through college. Sure. Um, but then quite honestly, I just fell in love with the organization. I fell in love with, um, the beliefs and how we operate as a, as a company. And I also fell in love with the opportunity. I think one of the biggest things for me is the organization has continued to give me opportunity, opportunity um, and, and been able to allow me to grow and learn a tremendous amount of new skills. But so I started as a 16 year old um, in the UK, just working at Christmas for, I think I was stocking turkeys for like two weeks straight, just in the freezer, very cold, probably prepared me for the Canadian winters now that I'm, uh, experiencing now <laughs> living in Canada, but um, that was where I started, and um, I grew I grew through the store and, and did pretty much every role from a stocker to cashier. I did the install loss prevention for a period of time, and then I went through the assistant management ranks, and uh, I was given the opportunity to run a store. I was actually one of the youngest store managers. I'm sure someone has beat me back in the UK now. Um, I ran a store, my first store, 22 years old in the UK. Holy cow. Um, which was really cool. Like, I mean, again, when you talk about opportunity, um, to have the ability to, um, an opportunity to lead and, and work with your associates at such a, such a young age was, was super cool. Uh, and then I, then I got the privilege to go to uh, the shareholders meeting in the US, which was just, um, I'm an individual, as an individual, I'm typically very introverted and the thoughts of going to shareholders, and the energy and, um, you know, kind of that, that whole event, uh, to be honest at the time, pretty scared me and my coach at the time pushed me out of my comfort zone he's like you're gonna go you're gonna love it um and interestingly i, I managed to uh, connect with the canadian team and, and spoke about opportunities and then moved to canada at the age of 23 um i joined the assistance accelerated store manager program here in canada again i think i was one of the youngest store managers um here in canada at the time i ran a store for a period of about 12 to 14 months and then I went on to help build the online grocery program. So um, we had, I had some experience in the UK from doing online grocery. 
Uh, the UK has been running a business like that for a, a significant period of time. Um, so it helps to support from an operational perspective. So how do we get a store ready? How do we train associates? Um, and we actually help support and launch online grocery here in Canada in the Ottawa market um, at the time, which was a ton of fun. That was, that was a lot of fun. That was really connecting associates again to a new area of the business. It was almost like working for a startup inside of a large organization, which was, which was really cool, uh, but came with a, a different level of um, skills and the things that it taught me. And I think I took all the knowledge that I had built in terms of running stores, being an associate at that point, and applied it to that program. And, and it was a, a very successful launch, and that program's now gone uh, throughout the country. I then went on to loss prevention. I did loss prevention. I was a director of loss prevention for about 130 odd stores, Western Canada, and then Eastern Canada, and then into this role. So the story has been one that's just been, you know, when I look back at 13 years, it's gone by so fast. When I look at the number of roles uh, that I've been through, the amount of incredible leaders that I've worked with, um, every single role that I've been in has purely been about the team around me and the associates that have, that have worked with me. Um, you know, from, a, from, a, from an associate in, in the UK and then being my, my, my peers and my colleagues to them being the associates when I ran stores, every single time it's about engaging that team. They know the customer, they know the process. Again, they know where the opportunities are. And if you truly listen to them and action some of the feedback that you hear from them, uh, my associates and my team around me have always been the number one reason why I've been able to move on to different opportunities and, and learn more as an individual. So 13 year experience that I, I love every single day. I, I get up every day excited to keep coming to work, to, to, to make the lives easier of our customers every day as well as our associates. So, yeah, it's definitely been a journey that's, uh, that, I've, that I've loved every single step of the way. Sure. I mean, you just moving from the UK to Canada, I would think is a very significant shift. We've got associates that don't want to leave the town. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it was, uh, it's such an, uh, again, I was 23 at the time, 22 at the time, actually. Um, definitely was a, a big step. I remember selling everything. Uh, a very interesting story. I, I was being put into a store in Canada called Stony Creek. And in Canada, we have over 400 stores. Um, and I was very nervous about getting in. I've sold my house, I've sold my car, I packed all of my possessions into five boxes and shipped them over. Wow. And actually, it wasn't until I got into Canada itself that I knew whether my work permit was going to be approved or not. And what was so amazing was, you know, I'm not really a believer in luck, but, but for this time, I believed in luck a little. The lady, uh, the immigration officer that I, that I met with for the first time at the border, shopped in the same store that I was going to be posted in. Oh, wow. So I could have got any immigration officer. I could have been posted in any of the 410 stores. But somehow I managed to get the officer that lived in that store. Thankfully, shout out to store uh, 3096 Stony Creek, that they ran a good store because I don't know how that interview <laughs> would have went if, uh, if the store wasn't looking very good. I'm not sure that I would be sitting here talking to you today. Um, no, the application went great and, and, and everything was great. And I moved through. But... It's just funny. It really is funny the coincidence that that happened that you could have got any officer on any day. So, sure, that's outstanding. What a great hey! That's our customer. They're everywhere. You never know. So if if at minimum, be be good to the customer because you might someday need an immigration <laughs> officer to get you clearance. <laughs> that's great. What uh, Lee? What are some? Do you have any specific leadership lessons that come to mind from mentors or uh, mentees? 
that you yeah, want to most definitely. I, uh, I, and I think they've evolved. You know, when I think about what was really crucial to me when I was running stores, um, when I was in operations day to day, like you know, really serving the customer on the front line. Uh, I kind of mentioned it. For me as a leader, it was all about listening to associates. And um, the associates see it every single day. And they've seen how the organization will change, uh, has changed. They see how the customer interacts with us. They see where our opportunities are. So for me, it's always about listening and truly understanding where the challenges lie with our associates. Um, and then action in them. I mean, it goes without saying, but sometimes we, um, we assume that that the associates are going to do it themselves. But if you really listen to them and put a plan behind it, associates always will be the ones that help solve most of the issues for you. Um, again, if I stick, stick to in-store operations, process for me was always number one. Um, all throughout every role that I've had in operations and how we run our stores, um, if you can keep a hold on how you manage inventory process in stores, for me, it just frees up time. And it, what I typically yeah. see is a lot of people, when you don't have enough time, it's easy to give up on process. You just, I just won't do this scan and analysis process today, or I just won't do these price changes because I don't have time. And in my view, it was always a process created you time. And the minute that you drop a process, you actually became less efficient because of it, because it creates a lot of inefficiencies. So process for me in operations was always, always king. Um, and then lastly, I think, you know, growing through the, through the ranks at such a young age, um, with really, relatively little experience at the time, um, ask, ask for and provide honest feedback all the time. For me, there's nothing more respectful to be honest with people. Um, and I know that's something that um, some people struggle with, but I've always asked for feedback from my associates, from my assistant managers, from my peers. Uh, because truly, if you, if you don't understand how you're showing up as a leader and you're, you, you don't have that awareness as to how people you know, take you or how sometimes how people perceive you, um, you don't really have the opportunity to adjust that. So don't be naive and don't um, just stay focused on it. Make sure you're checking in for feedback. Uh, absolutely love. In fact, I'm going to work in backwards order. Um, like you just said, communication's key. You talked about strategy and, and, and really understanding what you want to do uh, moving forward. Talk about giving great feedback. Um, that's going to be crucial. Uh, but I love what you said about process. Obviously, on the academy side, we're passionate about process, yeah. and, and you're exactly right. Sometimes it's the first thing that goes, and kind of like we're kind of hype right now as a as a society. I feel like on self help, right on on health and wellness. You know, you have to have a schedule for yourself in order to achieve the goals that you want to achieve. And for us as manager roles, if you really want to be successful long term, you don't feel like you have enough time. The last thing you want to get rid of is the process step. Yeah. Um, because that's yeah. just going to push it on. You're just pushing it off to later. Never, ever stop learning because the world and retail is changing at a pace. If you stop and slow down, um, you'll look back and, and, and you, you, you truly realize then that um, things have moved so far beyond where you're keeping up with. So just keep learning. That's awesome. You're, you're exactly right. We, we have a void. We, we throw around the term leadership, but at the end of the day, it, we need it. We need great leaders in great roles and keep educating yourself. That's great stuff. So the last question I always ask, what does, and this might, you know, this is the first time I've asked the Walmart International Associate. So what does the Walmart spark mean to you now? Yeah, for, for me, what the spark represents is opportunity. Um, 
I think the spark represents uh, opportunity for everyone within the side of the organization um, to, you know, put themselves out there to learn new skills, um, to potentially move on and, and add more uh, value to the organization, to add different um, skill sets to themselves, as well as bring um, more skills to the organization. But for me, it's, it's all about opportunity. Uh, I would never have thought that back at 16 years old, I'd be able to do some of the things that I've done today, move countries, lead different teams, you know, run stores of three, 400 associates, build new businesses. Um, That's awesome. That's so good. Well, I know that uh, I don't want to eat any more of your time up, but we so much appreciate your time today being on the show and saying all these different things. Any last minute words for us? No, thanks. Thanks for having us, and uh, I look forward to continue to watch the show. And uh, I love that what you do, you guys are doing for associates. It's um, so important to me being an associate with this organization all the way through. And uh, be courageous if you're an associate listening. Um, I know it's probably scary to to potentially come on camera and talk about your experiences, but um, there's not one video that I haven't watched that I'm not taking something away from. And uh, that's that's leadership. That's just continuing to learn. Um, knowing that you haven't got it all figured out and just continue to, to chance boundaries. So thanks for what you're doing and thanks for the opportunity to come on. It's been, uh, it's been awesome. Man, that, that, is, well, that was a great word and I appreciate that very much, Lee. So, hey, again, thank you and everyone watching. As always, you can watch this episode and so many more on YouTube and Facebook as well as listening on podcasts through SoundCloud, iTunes, and Google Play, wherever you listen to them. So again, thank you, Lee, for being on the show. Thanks, thank Walmart you. Canada for making their first appreciate it. Hey everyone, have a great day.